0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com parentingpodcast.
1: There's a beautiful Old Testament verse that says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting department here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, when it
2: comes to raising our kids, we really do have a pretty limited number of days with them, don't we? Yes, we do. I mean, there there are a uh, certain number of days that we have with our kids, and some of them are good, some of them are not as good, and, and we think they're going to be there forever. And really, uh, the days speed up. And the older the kids get, the more they're involved in other things and out with their friends, it does speed up. And one thing we've done in our home is wave from the window to each other knowing that we have no guarantees Mm -hmm. when we leave the home there's not even a guarantee that we will come home and that's okay we'll be together forever Mm -hmm. in heaven and so living that way gives us a sense of gratitude of our time together not fear
1: yeah making the moments count and really we're going to hear from one mom Erin Lynham, who does that so well she filled a mason jar with pennies as a reminder for how quickly her children would grow up and uh, when she lost a child to miscarriage, her perspective about numbering her days was changed forever. And here's a part of a conversation now
3: that Jim Daly had with Aaron. Let me uh, probe a little bit on a tender area that you mentioned in the book, and that was perhaps your most difficult time in as a parent, as a couple. And this occurred after meeting women who had been, well, let me say it the way you said it, their jars had been shattered. Yes describe that
0: well i began receiving messages from parents so the the book is based on a story i wrote about the jars a few years back that ended up traveling the internet and as it did i received messages from parents about how it was affecting them how it was impacting them but there was a small group of those messages from parents that just left me weeping mm-hmm. at my computer and it was it was from parents who didn't get a chance to spend their jar, or not their whole jar, and whose jars were shattered. And I, I was in the process of writing the book. I didn't know how to write into that. I knew it was an essential part of the message. Teach us to number our days because we don't know the number of them. Right. So I knew it was this essential piece of the message, but how do I write into that grief? And then halfway through writing the book, we did, we lost a child and Mm. we lost a child through miscarriage. And I would never say that it happened for the purpose of the book, for the purpose of being able to write into that. But I do believe that God used it in such a magnificent way. He used that child's story to change me and to speak into that part of the message, because suddenly I knew what it was like to know that we could lose them at any moment.
3: What are those words that you would use now for a woman who's suffered the loss of a child?
0: That their story matters. I know that for me, it was an early miscarriage. And so what I did in the wake of that was in my grief, I went to the internet and I started Googling, why does this happen? How does this happen? Did this really happen? And I kept coming to these answers that said, this is common, this is normal. But to me as a mother who had lost a child, you can't tell me that's normal. And what it was saying to me was that it was, hmm. it was scientific. It wasn't a human life, it didn't happen. And so for me, I wanted to speak to those women and tell them that whether you held that child in your womb for two weeks or two months, whether you held them in your arms in the hospital for two hours, their story matters. Hmm. No, they didn't get to spend all their pennies, and you didn't get to invest in all of them. But God has a purpose, and He has a plan, and He holds us in our grief, and He can use that. For instance, now, I feel like I'm more intentional with my other children because I do have this new perspective on today is what I have, so today matters. Tomorrow doesn't build a legacy. I might not have tomorrow, so today matters.
2: Mm.
3: Aaron, um in some way to wrap this up, because we've run out of time, um, when those little ones that you now have mm-hmm. are hitting that mile marker of 18 and the one jar is empty, the other jar is full, what are the adjectives that you hope describe your parenting? What do you see in your kids that um, touches your heart?
0: I want to look at that jar fully spent and see new adults that know how to chase Jesus. I want them to look back and see that, yes, my husband and I messed up a lot. I know that they'll look back and they'll look at that jar like I do and see tarnish of my own humanity. And as they get older, they might see that more. But I want them to look back and see that as their parents, our heart was that they would have a heart after God. So I want them to see the times when we prayed with them, when we sat down and told them who Jesus was and how he made them and how he loves them and that he has a purpose for them so that when those pennies are spent up, they're released to go chase that story God has for them, that they know he has a great story for their lives.
1: Danny, you've been a professional counselor for a long time. Um, What additional advice or comfort, encouragement do you have for parents who have lost a child? I'm assuming that's a pain you never get over.
2: No, no, uh, that is so painful. Traveling through those emotional seasons with families is tough even on the other side. And to watch a family go through that is, is tough. There are so many different emotions that are felt from anger to sadness, to emptiness, to depression. But on the other side, there's acceptance, there's hope, there's acceptance that this is the story we're in. And you begin to look at the memories that you shared with that child and really treasure those moments that you had. And then there's that hope hmm. that each day you're one day closer, To being with your child. Instead of uh, my child died this many days ago, it's, oh, I'm I'm one day closer to a reunion with my child someday. And accepting the fact that this uh, is part of the story. And I've had close people, uh, also friends that have traveled this journey. And there are days that are tougher than others and days that are lighter than others. And I would just say, if you know someone like that, send them an an encouraging note today. Tell them you're just praying for them, you're thinking about them, and that can be fuel in another person's heart.
1: Mm, I appreciate that perspective. And uh, if you're grieving the loss of a child or, uh, frankly, any other sort of tragic circumstance, and you're really struggling, focus on the family is here for you. Uh, we can put you in touch with one of our caring Christian counselors. We'll schedule a time for them to uh, hear you out, listen to your story, and help begin the healing process. We'd also, of course, recommend Aaron's book, 936 Pennies, Discovering the Joy of Intentional Parenting. Uh, We have that available, and if you can send a gift of any amount to Focus on the Family today, either online or through the mail, Uh, We'll send a copy of that uh, to you as our way of saying thank you for joining the support team. We'll have details about connecting with a counselor or getting Aaron's book and donating all in the episode show notes or call 800-A-FAMILY. Next time, some practical help for something that troubles a lot of parents, and that is setting boundaries with your adult children. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.